Hey, podcasters. Before I get to the episode, I want to take a moment to address the June 24th Supreme Court decision to overturn Roe v. Wade. This decision stripped away the legal right to have a safe and legal abortion. Restricting access to comprehensive reproductive care, including abortion, threatens the health and independence of all Americans. This decision could also lead to the loss of other rights. To learn more about what you can do to help, go to choice.crd.co. That's choice.crd.co. And I encourage you to speak up on your podcast as well. Take care and spread the word. Podcasting is like crack for your ears, many have said. Listen once and they're hooked for life, right? Well, wrong. What do we need to do as podcasters and as an industry to help build listening habits? Hello and welcome to another podcast, Pontifications, with me, Evo Terra. We talk a lot, heck, I've talked a lot, about building the podcasting habit. But are we, as an industry, actually doing the things we need to do to actually help build that habit, or is it just a bunch of talk? You see, the act of listening to a podcast does not, in and of itself, lend itself to the habitualization of podcast listening. Or I should say, not always, but come to think of it, not even most of the time. Edison's Infinite Dial Survey tells us that while most Americans over the age of 12 have listened to a podcast, 62%, according to their 2022 study, most haven't listened in over a month. And less than half of those who say they've ever listened have listened in the last week. So no, exposing one's ears to a podcast episode, the data show, does not instill the listening habit. Not to most people, at least. Well, why not? Well, two primary reasons, I think. One is the fault of the apps, and one is the fault of us, the podcasters. Let me first lay the blame at the feet of the app makers. And yes, I know, I cast enough blame on their collective tootsies that they should all see a podiatrist, or a moth, but I digress. Podcast listening app makers don't do a good job of encouraging the listening habit, in my opinion. I'll illustrate that by examining two services that do do an excellent job of imprinting habits on their users, Netflix and Amazon. When you finish a movie or a series on Netflix, the Netflix app asserts control almost immediately, offering up another series or a movie you might want to watch. Now, you might not want to watch any of the recommendations they put forth, but that's less important, and it's not about their algorithm accurately predicting what show you want to watch next. And more importantly, though, it's encouraging you to watch your next show. And note how aggressive Netflix is with that. I mean, as soon as the credits start to roll, those credits are relegated to a tiny picture-in-picture window in the lower right corner with the rest of your screen dedicated to getting you to choose another show. They know that people leave the theater when the lights come on and that people get up from their couches as soon as the credits roll. So they, Netflix, jump in, 
ostensibly breaking into the content and encouraging what they, Netflix, wants, which is for you to choose another show to watch. Now, Amazon, at least on their Kindle ebook reader, does a similar thing. As soon as the end is reached in a book, Amazon takes over, interjecting a before-you-go note with some recommendations and other options. Options that Amazon wants you, the reader, to take. They do that in place of the back matter of the book, equivalent to the credit roll or the, of a movie, right? That back matter is still there. They didn't get rid of it. But Amazon knows you very likely don't want to read that stuff and that they would very much like for you to select another book from their catalog. What would happen if podcast listening apps did this, choosing to inject what are you going to listen to next messages into your ears as soon as you're done listening to the main content? either pausing or perhaps displacing the standard outro in an effort to get you to choose something else to listen to. Now, that's going to cause heart palpitations for some podcasters. We don't touch the episodes. That's sacred ground, say many podcast app developers and hosting companies. To which I say, eh, I mean, Netflix and Amazon have managed to pull off. So while I agree it will probably cause a massive outcry at first, dismissing the notion out of hand seems like a bad idea. But that also brings me to the second reason we're not seeing this in podcasting, and that's us, the podcasters. You see, it's relatively simple for Netflix to know when a movie is over or when the final episode of a series is complete. And it's not a challenge for Amazon to know when the end has been reached of the books. But that's not so easy in podcasting, is it? For those who do produce serialized podcasts with a definite end, either at the show or the season level, most of us aren't using the complete RSS tag. It's probably not even something most podcast companies support, actually. And without that tag, how is an app to know when to jump in and start working on the listener's podcasting habit. And the bigger problem with that, unlike Netflix and Amazon, most podcasts, like the vast majority of podcasts, don't have a natural endpoint. They're ongoing. That is a challenge to figure out, right? Listening to that particular podcast is the habit the podcaster cares about. So any app that encourages someone to dump one ongoing podcast in favor of another show is probably going to quickly fall out of favor once those are putting their needs in front of the podcasters. So it's a conundrum, for sure, which is why this is another one of those episodes that doesn't come with a solid way forward. Sometimes asking questions and surfacing potential issues is a good enough thing to do on its own. And I'd love to hear from you on what ideas you have on how we can actually start building the podcast listening habit. Email me, would you? Evo at simpler.media, or tweet to me, where I'm at EvoTerra. And with that, I shall be back next week. Well, maybe next week. Next week, I'm in podcast movement, and then I'm in Ireland for a couple of weeks, so who knows. But whatever, soon, with yet another podcast pontifications. Cheers! <laughs> Podcast Pontifications is written and narrated by Evo Terra. 
He's on a mission to make podcasting better. Links to everything mentioned in today's episode are in the notes section of your podcast listening app. A written-to-be-read article based on today's episode is available at podcastpontifications.com, where you'll also find a video version and a corrected transcript, both created by Alley Press. Podcast Pontifications is a production of Simpler Media. Find out more at simpler.media. While Americans overwhelmingly support the right of an individual to make their own decisions about abortion, unfortunately, that right is no longer protected everywhere in the U.S. The Supreme Court overturned Roe v. Wade on June 24th. Abortion is a basic healthcare need for the millions of people who can become pregnant. Everyone should have the freedom to decide what's best for themselves and their families, including when it comes to ending a pregnancy. This decision has dire consequences for individual health and safety and could have harsh repercussions for other landmark decisions. Restricting access to comprehensive reproductive care, including abortion, threatens the health and independence of all Americans. Even if you live in a state where abortion rights are upheld, access to safe medical procedures shouldn't be determined by location, and it shouldn't be the privilege of a small few. You can help by donating to local abortion funds. To find out where to donate for each state, visit donationsforabortion.com. That's donations, the number four, abortion.com. If you or someone you know needs help, or if you want to get more involved, here are five resources. One, Shout Your Abortion is a campaign to normalize abortion. Two, Don't Ban Equality is a campaign for companies to take a stand against abortion restrictions. Three, Abortion.Cafe has information about where to find clinics. Four, PlanCPills.org provides early at-home abortion pills that you can keep in your medicine cabinet. And five, Choice.CRD.CO has a collection of these resources and more. We encourage you to speak up, take care, and spread the word.